Hello and welcome to the Heart of Markness podcast, episode 61. This is going to be part two of that amazing Dancing in the Doldrums compilation that was done by Led Zeppelin Rarities last week, involving the first few dates of the 1980 tour. Um... He got really low-generation soundboard and audience recordings and took a wonderful amount of time and care to create really, really wonderful recordings of these shows. And having the audience ambiance and sound and tone and feedback there to supplement the dry but oh-so-revealing soundboards has really, really done a lot to change my thinking about this tour. Now, granted, the shows that I've been listening to for the last 30 years are towards the end of the tour after uh, Bonzo's collapse in Nuremberg, which I think happened on the 27th of June. He collapsed, uh, I think, in before in the evening, after Black Dog, something like that. And when he came back, they finished off the tour. He he was was not very lively and dynamic. I mean, he kept time fine, but there was there wasn't he was just there most of the time. Um and the soundboard recordings which which uh comprise the majority of the 80 tour are all very sterile and dry and flat sounding, um doing Jimmy no favors with his dry and brittle tone and uh so Led Zeppelin rarities, hell yeah! Plus these earlier shows, since it's before Bonzo's collapse, he is playing with some fire and some fun. Jimmy's playing with some fire and some fun, and Robert is singing with some fire and some fun. It's very, very good. Whereas by the time we got to like Zurich and and things like that later on in the month, it was more had the had the feeling of being more a job. Like, let's get on, let's do our two hours, and we will go home. And uh, and this is just my take on it, and with my take, knowing what the dynamics in the band were at the time, and the substance issues, and the legal issues, and uh, Robert coming back to the band with more of... with more power, in a way, than he had, say, before the 1977 tragedy. And uh, because he had to be coaxed back to the band. He had no interest in coming back to Zeppelin after the loss of his son, especially given the ridiculously dysfunctional and troubled state of everybody in the Led Zeppelin organization except for uh, Robert and Jonesy. So when he came back, it was with conditions. And these conditions are apparent <laughs> in his vibe and especially the 80 tour vibe there's less of the hey let's all be friends hippy dippy robert plant and more of the like like i'm gonna play a track tonight where before he starts the song he berates the atlantic record guy that's there not Ahmed Erdogan, it's phil carson uh the guy who plays bass in frankfurt on their encore when they do money. The best things in life are free. No, 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 no. Uh, he's on this tour with them. And Robert gives, yells at him from the stage. And that's not something Robert would have done. Robert would have made a joke. It would have been passive aggressive. It might have been tongue in cheek. It might have been attributed to somebody else. Like, oh, Jimmy wants you to do this. But this time it's Robert as like, get your shit together. All right, here's Trampled Underfoot. So... Robert has some hard edges now, and that's kind of sad. But after what what happened <coughs> and what life did to him and uh, the things going on, I, I, how could you not develop a thicker skin? Well, in any case, oh, let me get my notes up. I don't even have my notes. The majority of this recording, uh, Dancing in the Doldrums, I mean, not the, the podcast, comes from... Get my notes. All, actually, all of the songs in this compilation come from June 20th, 21st, 23rd, and 24th. 
and I'm trying to find more information. Oh, that's it. All right. That's what the notes say. The 24th seems to be my favorite from the song because the songs I love on this compilation the most in the evening, which was played last week, is fucking great. Who what 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 looking glass have I fallen through? Where I'm saying all of my love was great in the evening was great. The cheesiest, cheesiest, cheesiest of their live songs. This audience recording kills it. Plus having Bonzo active and pushing it and playing around in it with the timpani and with the fills and Jimmy fucking around with the wah-wah and doing some cool ass shit. It's, uh, it's cool. Now then, what are we going to play tonight? Children, what do I have queued up for us? Well, you know what? Let's start with that song that I alluded to that trampled underfoot. Now, this is not the greatest trampled underfoot ever played. There's nothing particularly noteworthy about this other than I want you to hear Robert's uh, admonition to the Atlantic Record exec, Phil Carson, who is a friend of the band. He's he's been a friend of the band for a while. I think he's an I think at this point he was an A&R man or maybe he was a vice president at this point. He really went up in the ranks of Atlantic Records and uh I mean, he's a big, he's a big wig. He's not like, he's not, they're not, they don't have like the Dusseldorf Atlantic rec, rep, sorry, standing backstage going, ja, und then we will go and perhaps have some French fries und hamburgers, ja? No, no, this is a guy from corporate, you know, he sat in first class and he's getting shit on by the band because the band is the biggest band in the world and is a huge moneymaker for Atlantic Records. So business, 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 money, money, money. Do you guys care? No, we want to hear the music, Mark. I do too, friends. I do too. So let's get hopping. Now, having said that this isn't the greatest Trampled Underfoot, it is an excellent Trampled Underfoot. I like this song anyways in 1980. It seems to be a little faster, a little more frenetic, a little more aggressive. Robert's voice is more aggressive. His vibe is more aggressive. You know, it's almost like... uh, I know he was anxious about being away from home. He had real issues with being away from home after having to deal with the unbelievably nobody should deal with tragedy of losing your son when you're half a world away. So maybe I'm projecting all that into this, but it seems like there, there's an anxiety and a tenseness. It's got to be a better word for that. Stress. Tension. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, Tension. That perhaps translates into aggression. And and by aggression, I don't mean go fuck yourself, pal. I mean just in his tone and in his delivery. And um, I don't know. It also may be in my head. So who knows? But let's listen to Trampled Underfoot, shall we? We shall. And this Trampled Underfoot comes from... June 21st, 1980. And if the notes told me what city that was, I would be able to tell you. I'll try and look at... I'll try. I will look it up when I come back, okay? I'll try. Like I'm going to do anything. I've got eight minutes to sit here. (laughs) This is not a live show. I will have this information for you post-haste. For now, listen to Trampled Underfoot from June 21st, 1980. The excellent Dancing in the Doldrums Matrix tape. And a matrix is an overlay of an audience and a soundboard recording, typically. Or just two different recordings, sources of the same show. Typically an audience and a soundboard where you kind of overlay and you have to take a lot of care to sync it up perfectly so you don't have things out of phase. Because it's not like having, you know, it's not like you just have to worry about having... um like an echo, like having it overlap, like, hey, 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 ma, 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 ma. But to actually have it be a little out of phase, it can sound a little swishy, especially in the cymbals and some of the vocals and things like that. And, uh, my, my God, did Led Zeppelin Rarities do a good job on this. And if you listen to it on headphones, it's enjoyable. Now, you can't make it sound better necessarily, objectively than the source tapes you can't get information in that isn't there but what he did was he mixed the proportion of the audience tapes 
and the soundboard tapes in such that it's almost like an enhanced audience tape rather than a soundboard tape with like 10% audience to give it a little life. And in my opinion, that makes all the difference. And what if he, whatever EQ he did, if he did any EQ, was spectacular. And um, the thing, hearing it, hearing the audience and the sound of the hall in this, when I hear Jimmy fuck up, and he does, because it's 1980, it's not as face-palmingly jarring as it is on those soundboard tapes. When you just listen to the raw soundboard and it's flat, I mean, it sounds like he's... His tone is brittle. I, that's the only adjective I can use, is it's brittle. And it seems like he's struggling to play, and he's not playing with fluidity. It's almost like he's playing through... pain, or an injury, in a way. And there's been a lot of talk uh, on the boards. You know, it's all speculation. But um, aside from, you know, it's been known that he's injured his hand and his fingers several times throughout Led Zeppelin and that he did not rehab them. He did not give them the rest. The same way Robert destroyed his voice. Um, you know, they didn't take care of it. They wore through it. And, and um, maybe that's something that's evident here. Maybe again, it's all projection, but it seems like he's he's playing and he's playing well. I mean, that's not it's not like he's a disaster, although sometimes in this tour in places he is <coughs> white summer, black mountainside. Um, but it seems like he's uh, having to put forth energy into play to, into to, to play rather than in the earlier days when it seemed to flow through him effortlessly. I guess. Um, it's kind of that the 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 the, the uh, argument of inspiration versus technique and practice. You know, when inspiration is flowing, you don't need technique and practice because it's just flowing through you, like lightning hitting a lightning rod. Um, but when the inspiration isn't there, you have to rely upon your chops and your technique and your practice so that you can push through competently. There we go. And I'm still talking. And I'm still talking. I'm sorry, guys. Enough of that. Let's get into it. Anyways, Jimmy sounds better in the audience tapes and in these mixes. That's the point I'm trying to make. Brings life, brings out the life in these recordings in a way that, you know... Have you ever seen... Uh, there's a there's an animated gif or gif going around of a guy taking a selfie. or Or just somebody taking a picture of a guy's face from the front. And it demonstrates how, you know, what they mean when they say the camera adds 10 pounds and how that happens. And because basically it's just an animated GIF of uh, different lenses, like 35 millimeter, 50 millimeter, 60 millimeter, 70 millimeter. Blah, blah, blah. And he goes from having like a very, very skinny, intense, almost gaunt face to having like a chubby, wubby Jonah Hill in a super bad face. And it's the same guy in this. It's the same guy. It's the same photo, the same time. And it's all how you how you look at it. And what uh, <coughs> what Led Zeppelin. Sorry, what Led Zeppelin rarities did with this magnificent presentation is he took this scene, this tableau, and he presented it in a much more favorable light. So everybody looks so much better. Well, metaphorically, they sound so much better. So what was already there can just, uh, like makeup. You put lipstick on. Well, you don't. Well, maybe you do. You know, I'm not going to judge. You do you. Um, you know, work with what you got, right? So they did a nice makeover of this tour and Led Zeppelin Rarities fucking nailed it, in my opinion. Alrighty. Trampled Underfoot, June 21st, 1980. Ah, here you go. This is one we must dedicate to Phil Carson of Atlantic Records, who, if he doesn't get his shit together shortly, will be trampled underfoot. Come on, come 
Thank you very much, Tom. Bonzo's bass pedal towards the end of Jimmy's one of Jimmy's solos. Crazy good. I had to go back and replay that. I'm like, did I hear what I think I heard? Because I'm just listening to this at the moment through my uh, television, <coughs> which I'm using as a monitor, and I'm sitting on the couch, and it is hot in here, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like Bernie Mac. America is hot. It's not that hot, really. It's nice out. But my little hot box upstairs old asbestos ceiling house just radiates heat from that empty space above the ceiling and below the roof. And just this this room is going to be uncomfortably hot, even with I've got fans in both windows. I should have airflow. And yet somehow in some HP Lovecraft Eldritch bullshit way, nothing happens. Defies physics. Just to piss me off. So yeah, I take it personally. All right. Anyway, enough about my hot room. Bonzo's hot foot. That was crazy good, and fun, and interesting. Interesting. You know what I'm noticing is when Robert's talking to the crowd now. It seems like this is the genesis of the cheeky, uh, what is it, deep and meaningless Robert that we have today. Where he's like, throughout our traversions and ramblings in the world through the Atlas Mountains. Or the L.A. streets, ha ha ha, that kind of thing. I mean, he did that his whole career. But um, it seems like there's almost... Uh, a mask being portrayed here. Whereas there was a time for a long time when, you know, I've talked about this before, when Zeppelin and the audience were, were almost on a peer level. If not a peer level, then, you know, symbiotic. There, there was a, a cycle of energy evident in those, like, you know, Blueberry Hill being the most obvious. That incredible energy between uh, the audience and the band uh, during Thank You. <clears throat> and now it feels... To me, like Robert is performing. But who knows? Who cares? And maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe I have heat stroke and I'm just getting a fever dream and delirium. And that's the case. Maybe there isn't an Aztec pyramid over there in the corner. Okay. Good to know. Oh, someone's barbecuing. Oh, but all I smell is the lighter fluid. I don't smell the meat yet, so it's yucky. All right, I curse them. They're barbecue. Unless I get some. All right, what is wrong with me? Focus, Mr. Donahue, focus. Oh, yeah, remember I said I would tell you where that was from? All right, the 21st, 1980, uh, June 21st, 1980, which was the trampled underfoot you just listened to, Rotterdam, the Netherlands. You know why they're called the Netherlands? Because they're down there, in the Nethers. You mean that country way up north? Yup. All right. Well, here are the dates that are you. In fact, I should. I want to go through this a little. This has been a long time coming. Um, <laughs> here, are the, I'm going to read his notes on the YouTube page. Uh, Leads up on rarities for this because it's it's noteworthy, and I want to be able to convey his thoughts on this project. The purpose of this project was to use recordings of the 1980 tour over Europe to create an accessible concert-length experience in the style of the official concert albums like Song Remains the Same and How the West Was Won. What makes this project particularly unique is that I combined the soundboard and audience recordings using both perspectives to create a rich-sounding matrix for the entirety of the concert. Yeah, you did, buddy. Good job. Rather than trying to select the overall best performances, I prioritized creating a complete... Compli I thought that I thought he was going to go for complex. It's hyphenated and for a page break. <laughs> to a complete concrete. <clears throat> Take two. Rather than trying to select the overall best performances, I prioritized creating a complete, polished concert without any awkward cuts mid-song or anything that would detract from the listening experience. That's a good decision. That's a good decision. I'd rather hear 
an average or a decent whole lot of love that you know that's complete where you can maintain the continuity and the sound and the flow rather than an excellent unless it's a legendary and there's nothing legendary on this tour um rather than a great whole lot of love that starts halfway through you know so it's the audience that's like want a whole lot of love love," as the matrix as the matrix as the uh, soundboard comes in we don't want that all right let's get back to it off the rails i'm going off the rails but up but up but up but up there we go or anything that would detract from the listening experience in searching for concerts to use for this i settled on building off of the june 23rd and june 24th concerts due to both not only having full soundboards but also two of the best audience recordings from the tour i used the other two concerts to fill the gaps where necessary once I knew I had everything covered, I then opted for the better performances of what was available. Unfortunately, despite using the most complete recordings, there are a couple quirks in the soundboards, most notably gaps at the beginning of the rain song and rock and roll. Who cares? That's fine. And also some weird high-end fluctuations and trampled underfoot. Did you hear it? I didn't. Also wasn't listening. But then once I hear it, it'll be all I hear. Back to him. I think an interesting byproduct of this project is that it focuses on a part of the tour that isn't often listened to. Correct. Frankfurt and Zurich are the two places that come to mind when people think, when thinking of the 1980 tour over Europe. And while those concerts are fantastic, I found it somewhat refreshing to use lesser-known concerts. Me too. Absolute genius. Absolute genius. Because all it, there's a novelty to it, because I'm listening to the In the Evening that I'm in love with. I'm not used to hearing it. I don't know every lick that's going to play. And therefore, every time it comes out, it's still new to me. And I get to hear it and appreciate it fresh. And you make it sound good. Dude. Dude. All right. I'd like to dedicate this project to any, everyone who bought Led Zeppelin tickets in the late summer 1980. Special thanks to Ed from the Dogs of Doom for the tapes. Thank you, Ed. It's that generosity from the people who have the low generation, the best sources. <coughs> Excuse me. It's that generosity from the, the, the people who have the great recordings to share them with the people who have the skill to create something magical from them. Because, you know, possessing the recordings and collecting the recordings doesn't require the same skill set as restoring those recordings remixing remastering and presenting them you know so it's cool i like this community that i've kind of uh i would say stumbled onto it but no uh they reached out to me a while back just i was walking down the street and this van pulls up there's a bag over my head you know boom i feel a blow to the noggin a few hours later i wake up i'm in a warehouse and these guys dressed in trench coats and sunglasses and Gilligan hats, you know the the hat Gilligan wore on the on the island, those sailor hats, real incongruous, but they were all wearing them. And they said, "Listen, motherfucker, are you in or are you out?" I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about. Why am I chained to a chair? Why are my pants off? And what is that?" And they said, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Are you in or out, motherfucker?" I'm like, first of all, you're far too young and look too stupid to pull off, motherfucker. You're no Samuel L. Jackson. You need some gravitas behind that, son." And Secondly, what are you talking about? They said, this cool Led Zeppelin thing we're doing. I said, oh yeah, totally, I'm in. And, uh, I'm in. And, because I'm in, I say yay and talk about their cool content. Because I, I get it. <laughs> they just drop it in my lap. And they're like, bing, look at this. I'm like, oh my god, thank you. Well, they didn't drop it in my lap like, hey, Mark. I'm in the chat room where it gets dropped. So, there. It's not like they're like, Mark, we, we come to the, No. I am totally there with a press pass around my neck. I'm able to watch and uh, participate in the very narrow area in which I am helpful. Which is cool. But it is making me yearn to to uh, develop and redevelop my audio jobs. Because I've had a little bit of experience with this. And I'd like to maybe be able to contribute. But maybe not. <coughs> who knows you're rambling again i am apologies did we ever listen to anything else no we haven't listened to anything else all right you know what we're gonna go to for i'm sorry guys <laughs> he's verbose tonight 
Ah, it's that second cup of coffee in the afternoon. Ba 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 ba. Achilles' last stand. All right, there you'll forgive me. You'll forgive my uh, long-windedness as I play you this killer version of Achilles' last stand, and truly killer. And I think now, listen as you listen to it. I think now and then in some of Jimmy's solos and some of Jimmy's runs, I hear a tiny bit of the blues just a little bit intentionally put here or there or if not intentionally then you know how you know how jimmy does when he hits he he makes a mistake he just makes it look intentional like a cat it's like oops no i didn't hit the wrong note you're just too stupid to appreciate my love of dissonance um like that in any case it's very interesting it's an excellent performance very high energy bonzo's on it jimmy's on it robert's on it. it's great you know this is a cool tour good job thank you thank you and here you go achilles last stand oh when's it from i think it's from the 24th lied to you right to your face it's from june 20th brussels the walloons all right enjoy
Well, that was just straight up awesome. Start to finish. I love Jimmy's, or the, the tone that uh, Led Zeppelin Rarities got out of Jimmy's guitar. Maybe, you know, if that's what it sounded like in the arena, oh my god. Bonzo, crazy, with the bass, drum, pedal. Really, really cool. And, um, you know, there were some, there were some little uh, things thrown in there that sounded really cool. I, I caught little bits of, maybe not the blues blues rock just little tiny things and it might be just that through random chance you know he just rolled a 20 when he did a fuck up and where he fucked up just sounded interesting to me instead of like whoops more like ah the genius at work but um magnificent song all right this band is great why oh why why oh why do i doubt them because I can play just as many shows that are not great for this tour. Or can I? Is everything being turned on its head? Have I been the enemy the whole time? No. No. It's the children who are wrong. All right. Plowing ahead, as Bill Burr says. Oh, you know what? Let's get this out of the way. Let's get all the social media stuff. All right. First of all, all hail my mighty patrons. The titans upon whose shoulders this podcast rests. If you want to support the podcast, jump onto patreon.com slash heart of markness and uh, see if there's something there you want. And if you don't want to, that's cool. Just listen. That makes me happy too. But the patrons themselves, I adore. And let us laud them, shall we? Ooh, they're in a different order this time. That's terrifying. No, it's refreshing. Embrace change. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and much love to Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, Peter, Mark, Other David, Bill, Mimo, and Avi. Thank you so much, guys. You make this podcast possible. Literally. You defray the cost of all the posting and hosting and all that stuff. Thank you very much. And if you want to help defray that cost and put some money in my pocket, which is very welcome, consider becoming a patron. And if you don't, no worries. You can also follow me on the Twitter. Heart of Markness. Surprise, surprise. And you can also... Hey, what did I just see? Oh, that's funny. Sorry, I hit Twitter to get my Twitter, and I just saw this thing of Simon Cowell being dead. Like, oh, is Simon Cowell dead? No, he's not. It's just a Twitter thing. All right. Heart of Markness Twitter. Face Facebook group. Heart of Markness Facebook group. You see the common thread here. Um, the Facebook group is really cool. We've got dozens of folks that are very, very sweet, very, very kind, very, very nice, very, very knowledgeable. You want to talk classic rock? excuse me, not just Led Zeppelin, but anything. There are folks there that will chat with you, help you out. I'm in there. I'll chat with you, help you out. And, you know, you have questions, comments, clarity, etc. Join the Facebook group. It is cool. Where else is there? Theheartofmarkness.com, my website, which is basically where I just post the podcast um, and a link to the complete show. Whenever I have a podcast, whenever I do an episode, I will um, post a link where you can download the entire concert from which I draw the, the songs I play. So you can get the whole thing, whole Dancing in the Doldrums compilation, by going to theheartofmarkness.com or going to the YouTube channel of uh, Led Zeppelin Rarities. Either or. It's his, you know, whatever you want to do. All right, back to it. All right, we're going to finish up here. Two songs left, and they're fairly short, but they're fun. We're going to have a communication breakdown and a hot breaker. Let's do communication breakdown first, which is on the track 15. Communication breakdown from June 24th. Yay. What is that? Rotterdam? Hanover. June 24th. Hanover, Germany. Okie dokie. Communication Breakdown, this would have been their uh, encore. 
for that show. See you in a few. It is fun, fun, fun. Fun, aggressive, hard. Bonzo and Jimmy really going at it. I liked it. I liked it. Short and fun. <laughs> there are kids fighting outside my window. Sounds like someone's getting eaten by an alligator. All right. Here we go. Home stretch, folks. Heartbreaker. One is Heartbreaker from Mark. Ah, Heartbreaker is from June 21st. Which is where, Mark? Where? Rotterdam? Rotterdam. Netherlands. Yay. I won that one. Alright. Heartbreaker. This is super duper fun. Enjoyable to listen to. Badass. Just yay. I'm glad this exists. And you shall hear it. Here you go.
very much. Nice little workout. Good night. See you again, maybe, sometime. Who knows? Good night. <laughs> that kid was not, in fact, being eaten by an alligator. I went and checked. It, uh, it was a crocodile. Crocodile. Yes. Crocodiles have the monocles. Alligators have the top hat. You never see one with both. That's an urban myth. All right. Heartbreaker. Fun, powerful band. Man... I miss them. And they they sounded good. They sound they did the soundboard recordings that came out really did them an injustice in my eyes, at least or my ears anyway. Um man, thank you so much Led Zeppelin Rarities for putting this together and sharing this because it it shines a light on the band, you know, a different perspective that that man sounds so good and so dynamic and so alive and vital 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 still and um great job man really got me to 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 reconsider this whole tour thank you for your work all right we're going to bail because i just remembered that i have ice cream in the freezer so adios amigos Follow me on Twitter if you want to. Everybody, be nice to each other. Um, I will probably post a bonus episode over the weekend. Typically, whatever the new um, Mike Millard release is, I'll just throw up there because I'm lazy. And it's always cool shit, so it's a super win-win. Um, other than that, you will hear from me next Thursday with another episode of the Heart of Marcus podcast. Bump, bump. All right, guys. Bye-bye.